This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Well, thank you and welcome to our Sabbath service here in our chapel at World Ministries International. Dr. Hansen and his family is returning from a conference and churches where he's been speaking should arrive here today or tomorrow. But in the meantime, we have a special guest. Matter of fact, it's one of Dr. Hansen's sons, spiritual sons that he trained from a young man to where he's at today. This is Pastor Tobias. He has a church in Nairobi, Kenya called Christian Life Worship Center, but also he's the bishop over the International Pentecostal Holiness Group. He's been a fantastic son of Dr. Hansen. He also works with our Bible school in our school in Kenya. So we really appreciate him coming here. He's going to bring the word to us today. And just give us a fine, good welcome to Pastor Tobias. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you okay. so much, TJ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I was almost saying in Kiswahili, but unfortunately, you guys don't understand Kiswahili. But one day, maybe you will. Like you've heard, my name is Tobias Nyamoya. I'm coming from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm the pastor for Christian Life Worship Center, like Dr. E.J. has said. And I'm also the bishop of, uh, actually we have several bishops, but I'm also within the inner core, I'm also the national secretary for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. And then also a bishop of a conference, which is more like a, a state here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we do a lot of things there. We have a lot of churches that are in the rural area. We work with a lot of pastors who are from the nomadic tribes. I hope you understand what a nomadic tribe are. They're those guys that uh, they move from one place to the other. And of course, we try to settle them. We plant churches within those groups. We also not only plant churches, we also try to help them in many areas like many times we've had people who help us dig a borehole for them because the problem they have that makes them move away from their areas is water. And so we've got to find a way of keeping them so that the church can grow, the people can be blessed. And so we do a lot of things. That is basically who I am. Besides that, I love Jesus. And I'm so happy to be here today with you and I'm meeting for the first time my dear friends that are sitting on the front. I think the rest of you have met before. And may God bless you for coming today. We're so grateful to be here together with you today. Praise the Lord. If you do have your Bible, please turn with me to the book of Second Samuel. Second Samuel. We're reading chapter number 3. And I would entitle my message today as The General Forgot Their Mission. The Generals Who Forgot Their Mission or Vision. 
the generals who forgot their mission and vision. Praise the Lord. The generals who forgot their mission and vision. And we are reading from the book of 2 Samuel. We're reading chapter number 3. I'm starting from verse 6. And it came about while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rispa, the daughter of Aia, and Ishabeth said to Abner, Why have you gone in to my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishbosheth, and he said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show you kindness of the house of Saul, your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and I have not delivered you into the hands of David. And yet today you charge me with guilt concerning the woman. May God do so to Abner, and more also, if the Lord sworn to David, I do not accomplish this for him. Now we'll jump that and move to verse 31 of Second Samuel. We're reading downwards to around verse 40. If you have time, you read the whole chapter so that you understand the perspective of this scripture that we're going to talk about today. Praise the Lord. Read all of it. If you read all of it, it will help you understand why I'm talking about the generals who forgot their mission and vision. The general who forgot their mission and vision. They forgot where they came from. They forgot where they had been. And they started entangling with the issues that really were not important. Those two generals, I'm going to talk about Abner and Joab. In verse 31, this is what the scripture says. Then David said to Joab and all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and guard on suckling clothes and lament before Abner. And King David walked behind the bar. Thus they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. The king chanted a lament for Abner and said, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound, nor your feet put in fetters. As one falls before the wicked, you are fallen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I wanted us to go scripture by scripture, but it becomes a little bit difficult for me to go through scripture by scripture because it's a long, long, long passage. But I want just to tell you about Joab and Abner. If you've been reading, if you are a student, like many of you are students of the Bible, and you're reading your Bible, you know Joab was a nephew to David. And he was a general. And he was a very fierce man. Joab was such a strong, fierce man. You wouldn't just play around with him. He was a general in the army where David was. And so on the other hand was also Abner. Abner was also a very fierce man. But now there are two things here that I want you to understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Abner, when King Saul died, Abner conspired and put Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, as a king. While David was meant to be the king, Abner conspired and put Ishbosheth as the king. I hope you understand that. I want you to get the history where we are coming from. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. So now, after some time, you know, Abner and Joab were enemies. But now, Abner was accused by Ishbaseth that he had gone to King Saul's concubine. And that really annoyed him. <laughs> that really made him mad. The general has become mad because he's been accused. Whether the accusation was true, whether the accusation was right, I do not know because the Bible does not explain further. So I don't want to read my mind into it. Praise God. Yes. I hope you understand why I'm here. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. So now he's been accused by Ishbaseth, the king. Who is his boss? Who is his master? The one whom he himself put in the kingdom so that he could rule. But now Abner gets mad. He gets annoyed and says, I have put you here and now you are accusing me like a dog. I am not a dog that you are accusing me. Today, I'm going to change the system again. Because he was a man of influence. Hallelujah. I'm going to change the way things work. I'm going to change the way things run. I'm going to change the comfort that you've been in as a king is going to be over. Can you imagine that? Praise the name of the Lord. And then he conspires and goes to David now and talks to David and tells David that he wants to bring back the kingdom of Benjamin, the kingdom of Israel, because David was the king to Judah. And so he wants to bring the rest of Israel to be under David. And while he was doing that, Joab, who was the general in King David's army, was not there. He wasn't there. He had gone out. Actually, when you read further, we're told that when he came back, he came back with things that they had plundered. He came back with a lot of plunder, and, and he came back with a lot of things that he captured from people. But then he's told, you know, Abner was here. Abner was here. And Joab gets so mad and begins to rebuke David. You read that verse, you read that scripture, you realize how he didn't even have respect for David. David here is his boss. David is his boss, he's his king. He doesn't regard David any longer. He's just feeling for himself. Why did you let Abner come here and you didn't deal with him? And remember, why was he so mad about Abner? It's because Abner had killed his brother. He was mad and he was carrying that bitterness in him, was carrying the vengeance in him. He wanted to revenge about what Abner had done to his brother's family. Joab and his brother, there were three brothers in the kingdom of David that were very fierce. They actually were giants. You know, they were no joke. And so Joab gets mad and begins to follow Abner because Abner was with David and had made a treaty with David. He wanted to bring back this and he was feeling bad. He was feeling bad. Now, I believe he was feeling bad for two things. Number one, he was feeling bad because his position had been threatened. His position had been threatened. He was a general, he was a key man here, and Abner is coming back, and, and he feels like Abner is going to take his position. And so he must deal with Abner. One, he must deal with Abner because Abner killed his brother. Second, because Abner is threatening to take his kingdom. And that is how sometimes we feel. We feel threatened with situations in our lives. We feel threatened when, when something that we're not expecting comes into our life. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a financial situation. Whatever it is that you may feel threatened with, we need to deal with it so that it doesn't begin to eat you up and become bitter so that you want to revenge. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Job did not deal with that situation. 
He allowed himself to be controlled by bitterness and revenge and threats that were not really necessary. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I call it the generals who forgot their mission and vision. Abner made a treaty with David because he differed with Isbasheth. And Abner came to David and agreed to take him to give him back the kingdom. I'm just going over it. Our threat can lead us to actions that can bring impediment to our lives. When you're threatened, sit back and think. Sit back before you act. Sit back and allow God to minister to you. These two generals were men, powerful men, but they didn't allow God to minister to them. They allowed what they were looking for. They allowed their selfishness to carry them through, to control them. I pray that even as we move on, we, we are the generals in the kingdom of God. We are the generals. I do not know where you are. I do not know the role that you play in your family, the role that you play in the church, the role that you play even in this ministry. But I want you to know it is important for us to understand that we are the generals that start now. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we need to guide against those threats. We need to guide against the bitterness that we could be having. Maybe your brothers just hurt you. You need to guide against that. Maybe you've just had a broken relationship. You need to guide against that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joab concentrated on his unrestrained vengeance. He plotted to kill Abner. And actually he killed Abner. He killed Abner. And finally, we read in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 34 what King David did. When King David realized that Abner died, he was so sorry. He wanted to help the people know that his hand was not in it, that he was not the one who had told Joab to go and kill Abner. And so he went and mourned for Abner. And this is the word that he said, please Take note of these words because these are the very important words that I want to finally finish with. Then David said to Joab and all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and guard your sackcloth and lament before Abner. The king and King David walked behind the pier. Thus he buried Abner in Hebron. Now Abner is dead, but King David goes and mourns for him. And he walks as they were carrying the coffin, the, the, the pole bearers were carrying the coffin, and he walks behind the coffin and he's lamenting, he's so sad about it, he's not happy about what has happened. And then at the end of it he says, should Abner have died as a fool? Should Abner could have died as a fool? Now why did he have to make such a statement? Why did David have to make such a statement? Should you have died as a fool? Remember, Abner was a strong man. He was a general in the army. He was capable. He had the ability. He could fight. But here David says, could he have died as a fool? Why? Number one, because Abner did not use wisdom. He wasn't wise. When Joab realized that Abner had gone there and made a treaty with David, he pretended and then he calls, he goes and calls Abner and says, come, come, let's meet. At that point, Abner would have realized that my life is in danger. But he simply walked into it. And there, when he called him outside, he pulled his sword and killed him. And now David says, could he have died as a fool? Your hands were not tied. Praise the Lord. 
He says, your husband will try it. Why? Because Job was able to defend himself. He could fight. Our hearts are meant to defend ourselves sometimes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But he didn't use them effectively. He didn't use them. He allowed. He allowed. Because now Job calls him and says, come. And he thought that because he had been to David, so probably Job was bringing good news that, hey, come, let's go join the army. Come, come, come and join us. And so he just walked into a plot and he was killed like that. We need to be wise. Yes. Hallelujah. We need to be wise. You need to be wise as we walk. The Bible says we don't want to harm anybody, but we walk as people who don't harm anybody, but we walk as wise. We are as harmless as a dove, but as wise as snakes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Be wise. Be wise in your activities. Be wise in what you do. Be wise in your environment where you are. We got to be wise. You know, I, I'm told that when I was reading this, I was reminded about that story. You know, in, I, in Africa, where I come from, there are a lot of animals. In fact, for that matter, Kenya has a lot of wild parks for wildlife. You can go and see them. And sometimes we see in those pictures and sometimes you watch those animals. And one day I watched one that was really interesting. The deers were fighting. They were fighting, they're busy fighting one another, they're fighting with one another, they're fighting with one another, but the lion is there looking at them. The lion is timing them. He's, they're fighting, they're fighting, but the lion is timing them. But now when they get so, so fearful and again it's what going one against one another, the lions pounce on one of them, poop, and there it goes, kills them. We've got to be careful about who we are. Praise the name of the Lord. We've got to be careful about who we fight. We are not fighting flesh and blood, but the enemy is there to deal with us. We need to be careful. These deers were not careful. They are fighting in the Willamette, but not aware there is the enemy, the lion that's watching them. I also had a story, and I like telling this story every time I remember it. There was this gentleman who was walking through the grocery store. And as he was walking through the grocery store, and it was a bit cold, he sees a snake lying by the roadside. And the snake tells this guy, please just pick me up and put me in your pocket. I'm feeling so cold. <laughs> and, and he said, and the guy says, no, 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 no. I can't pick you up. You know, I know who you are. You're going to bite me. He says, no, no, no. I'm not going to bite you. Just please, let me just go into your pocket and put me there so that I can feel warm. And the guy said, no, no, no. I know who you are. You'll bite me. And the snake said, no, 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 no. I won't bite you. Please, please. And the snake begs him, and, and, and the finally guys was convinced that this snake is not going to bite him. So he picks the snake and puts the snake in the pocket. And he walks to the grocery store and picks the stuff that he wanted to buy. And he picks those stuff and, and pulls them in his basket and goes back to the cashier to pay. Then when he was finally paying, he forgot that there was a snake in his pocket and reached out for money in his pocket. And there, boom, he was beaten. And then he says, my, you told me you're not going to beat me. Now what have you done? Then he says, you knew from the beginning who I am. <laughs> right. Praise the Lord. We need to be aware. The enemy is there, he can pretend. Abner was not aware. And that's why David tells him, Abner, die like a fool. We shouldn't die like fools. We shouldn't do things foolishly. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Abner, your hands were not tied. 
Neither were your feet bound with a fetter. In other words, your feet were not restrained. The word fetter there means restrained. Your feet were not restrained. You were able to run or you were not forced to go there. You would have stopped to go and meet Joab. You died like a fool. You know, sometimes we do things like fools. We don't think, we don't restrain ourselves, and then we end up in a problem. We shouldn't do that. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Just before I came here, I'm sorry to say this. It may sound a bit funny, but I buried one of my sisters in the Lord, a very dear sister in the Lord, very wonderful lady. I called that lady one Saturday morning, and she told me, you know, Bishop, she used to call me Bishop. Bishop, I'm feeling really tired. I'm feeling tired in my body. And that day, it didn't occur to me that I needed to reach out to her and help her. I just went around with my business. My wife told me, please take me somewhere. So I took my wife to some place. And we took a lot of time there. I had talked to her in the morning around 10 o'clock. And so we went to this place. I was going to look for some stuff there. We went to look for these things. When we were coming back, on the way back, that was around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this lady calls me back. I say, Pastor, I'm dying. Come, come. And I say, what? How can you tell me you're dying? You know, when somebody calls you, he's dying. You may, you may think it's a joke. And say, okay, no, 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 please. And I was, what, what do you mean you're dying? She says, I'm dying, come, come, come. Then the, son, the phone went off. Then I picked the phone and tried to call her back again. She couldn't be able to, the phone was turned on, but she was not speaking. So I quickly, I was, I didn't have a car, so I walked into the bus and got back trying to get hold of her. It took me about 30 minutes before I got there, but just before I came out of the bus, another sister calls me and say, hey, you know what? Pastor, we've lost Carol. I say, what? Carol, we've lost Carol? What happened? She just died because she delayed going to the hospital. Abna, you died like a fool. Abna, your hands were not tied. Abna, your foot were not tied with a fetter. Let us not be Abnas. Let us be wise. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us be wise men, wise women, knowing the time we are living in, knowing who is there for you, who is not there for you, knowing your enemy, because your enemy can pretend like that snake or like the deer. Let us be wise. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, we are living in the terrible time. Jesus coming back anytime. And if you keep living the way we live, my friend, we might miss it. Hallelujah. Yes. Let us be wise. Let us be wise. I say, tell your neighbor, let us be wise. Let us be wise. Yes. Tell your neighbor, let us be wise. Yes. Be wise. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Tell them your hands is not tied. Yes. Neither is your foot yes. as fed us. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us be wise. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Abner, you die like a fool. <laughs> and you know, let me tell you one final story before I leave, before I go and sit. When David discovered that Joab had killed Abner, David pronounced a curse on Joab. He pronounced a curse. You can read that. I think it's Second Kings. I think First Kings. How eventually Joab died. When King David had died, now Solomon came. Remember, Joab was a very funny man. 
He didn't support Abisalom when Abisalom wanted to try to take over the kingdom. But he has supported Adonijah. Is he called Adonijah? Yes, Adonijah. And he supported him. And when Solomon came into the kingdom, Solomon wanted to deal with him. And so he ran into the temple and he grabbed the utensils that were in the temple. And they went back and told Solomon, you know, he's running into the temple and this is what he says, that he will die there. Then Solomon says, you go kill him there. It's because of the curse that David had pronounced on him. Let us be wise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. May God help us. Let us be wise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you to this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your word, your Father, that you've told us the story about Job and the story about Abner. Help us to be wise, that we may be men and women that discern the time, that know the time we are living in. We praise you and we thank you. May you remove bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart that may create things that may cause us to kill others, kill their destiny, kill their vision and then finally lose our vision. These two generals lost their vision. May you help us not to lose our vision, to continue having our vision, dear Father. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for this group. Bless them, and may you be with them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years, yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business, or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the Independence Program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care, and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, Please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.